0: If you don't remember, um, tonight is our Emerge night, so we get to hear from three incredible young uh, preachers and leaders in our church. Um, and we're very blessed to be able to hear from our first preacher tonight, um, Jacob. You don't have to get off yet, Jake. <laughs> He's like ready to go. Anyway, Jake is Kirsty's um, husband. They are incredible young adult leaders in our church. They have two beautiful children. They're absolute. They're incredible. Um, I'm super excited to hear the incredible um, word that you're going to share tonight around our theme um, for this month, which is wisdom for life. We're basically going through Proverbs, and it's, it's really incredible. So please press in. Um, and would you stand to your feet as we welcome up Jake? Let's go, Jakey
1: boy. We can all sit down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kirsty gave me this, so think um, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Jacob um, and firstly i 'd like to honor my beautiful wife Kirsty. If it wasn't for her support I wouldn't be up here tonight uh, she's my biggest encourager and helper and um, yeah, I love you thank you <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so this month we're doing a deep dive into the book of Proverbs. And if I'm honest, uh, I hadn't read much of this book before, but that was until Pastor John preached two amazing messages last week. And this week I've nearly read the whole book. (laughs) Uh, So during the fast, Kirsty and I's main prayer point was to find a new home to rent as our current rental was going up in price and we couldn't afford it. Kirsty's sister had offered to live with us but our house wasn't big enough for someone else to live with us uh, so me and Kirsty decided that we'd if we found a big enough house we'd let her live with us so by the time the fast came around we had been looking for houses with a separate living space for Kirsty's sister but most of the houses we had seen were around $900 and we couldn't afford that Emerson's mum Shay had um, told me about friends of hers who are moving out of a house that was 695, but me being a forgetful male, I forgot to tell Kirsty about this. <laughs> uh, a few days go by and then I remember about the house again and tell Kirsty um, I wasn't in the good books. <laughs> we contacted the people to look at the house and they're happy for us to come but that afternoon we l- decided to look at the house online and we realised that the real estate had put it up for $900 Kirsty and I almost fell off our seats. We were pretty discouraged and disappointed, but we had to go to faith and trust in the Lord. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. There was no way we could afford this house, but Kirsty and I felt like this house was for us, so we stopped trying to work out ways to get it in our own Uh, on our own and gave it to God. We spent the afternoon praying that God would move and somehow we could get this house for 6.95. We went to the house to have a look with no expectations, but as soon as we walked in, we noticed that this house had everything we'd been praying for. After talking to the people living in the house, they had mentioned that they were having trouble with their place they were renovating and that they were doing a month to month rent. Uh, so taking a step of faith, we decided to ask if they'd sign a six-month lease and that we could uh, move in one, and when they broke the lease. Having no relationship with them or knowing these people, we thought that was a crazy move. But we shouldn't have been surprised, as God is more significant than our circumstances. But they were more than happy for us to do this as long as the real estate was okay with it. We thought this would be our biggest challenge, contacting the real estate and asking if we could get the house for the price of 6.95 instead of the 900 they'd advertised. We couldn't believe it, but none, uh, but they were happy for us to take it over. <laughs> Yeah, we couldn't believe this, but none of this would have happened if or been possible if it wasn't for us stepping out in faith and going against what the world had put in front of us and trusting in God. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Yeah. If we had depended on our own understanding, we wouldn't have even gone and looked at this house but we trusted in the Lord with all our heart and he provided an opportunity for us. This house is so much bigger than our current house. It has a pool, a separate living space for Kirsty's sister and all for the price of six ninety-five. <laughs> Trusting God and committing our ways to him brought breakthrough. When you trust in the Lord and seek his will, he is always with you. It might look like an impossible situation you're going through, but nothing is impossible for God. He will show you what to do if you focus on him and not the situation. Trusting God and giving him our situation led to our breakthrough. I'd just like to pray for us all now. Lord, I thank you for everyone here tonight. And I pray that we will submit our worries and situations to you and let you have your way. Lord, bring breakthrough in every situation here tonight. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Come on. Thanks, Jake. That was awesome. Wow. I love that. God is greater than our situations. That was so good. Wow. What a time to be. Can you put your hands together again? That was so awesome. Complete faith. I love it. So, so good. That's great, Jake. Thank you so much for sharing. What an encouragement. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow, we're going to hear from our second preacher of the night. Super excited. Another incredible young adult male in our church. Um, he is also a father of two. He also is married to beautiful Belle. Um, he is on our A-team, so he puts out the chairs and all those things. So if it wasn't for him, we'd probably be standing right now. Um, so, yeah, make sure to thank him for that later on. But, hey, would you stand to your feet? Give Ben a warm, warm welcome. <laughs>
2: How are we going tonight, guys? Awesome. Sorry. Put that around the wrong way. Awesome. Good evening, church. Firstly, I just want to honor Pastor John and Danielle Pierce for being such pillars in this house of God through their leadership and sacrifice as a spiritual father and mother. You are both true examples and model with such love, passion, and zeal. Just want to start in prayer let us open in prayer thanks Um, We 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 pray for having fresh eyes open mind open heart god i pray you give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you need us to see awaken us deep within draw us out into a place where your presence washes over us we remove all walls mindsets and obstacles in the way in the name of jesus christ our lord savior and king proverbs 22 6 nlt Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. I'm a walking testimony to this scripture. When I was really young, my parents would pray at night with me before bed. As he... As a young child, my sister and I would go to creation kids church, where we would hear stories of the Bible in around the word of God, which got into our hearts. I never formed my own relationship with Jesus. It was my parents faith that I was living in how, how, however, I still believed in Jesus being real and his resurrection from the cross. I had chosen to walk my own walk. I made a lot of mistakes and bad decisions, which affected my identity, self-worth and mindsets. This led to a lost lifestyle and pattern trying to do it in my own strength. It wasn't until the past seven years I really took a hold of my own personal journey and revelation of faith with Jesus Christ. I did this through testing God's word and leaning on scripture. Over time this has created a foundation for my intimacy and relationship with Jesus. The beginning of discovery with the Holy Spirit is having a holy fear of the Lord and applying his correction proverbs 22:19 tpt version for i'm releasing these words to you this day yes even to you so that your living hope will be found in god alone for he is only one the only one who is always true yeah. in preparation for this message through prayer i felt this pull in my heart for being a truth seeker in this in and this scripture jumped off in off the page to my heart We all seek connection on some level. The question is, are we seeking God's real truth? We are created to be living and speaking in the truth. God is alive and active in the word of God. To seek truth is to ask God to speak to you through scripture in your prayer time and diligently seek him and seek his heart, sorry. Um, When we seek God's true nature and heart, he pours out his grace over us, ministers to our heart, bringing revelation and conviction. The Holy Spirit is gentle and whispers to our heart. We need to know his nature, that he meets us right where we are. Our God is all-knowing, All-powerful. He is Abba, our Father, the Lord of Lords, the Most Highest. His ways are higher than our ways. Thoughts are higher than our thoughts. For myself on a Monday and throughout the week, every morning, creating an atmosphere where I create Jesus into my prayer, I seek truth. So that I may hear from God through revelation in the season I'm currently in. Yeah. I soak and wait in his presence after worship. I ask God in prayer to reveal to me anything that offends him and to know my heart and desires within it. To dig out and deroot anything that is not producing healthy fruit in my life. Identifying the walls that I that have been stood up deep in my heart. The people that I need to forgive or even forgiving myself. And asking God's supernatural grace to play to be in peace to fill me up with only his everlasting love. So I encourage you, the body of Christ, to keep pressing ahead full of faith, overflowing with zeal, to seek truth and contest anything else that does not align with his truth, because it's the truth that will set you f- set you free. Thank you.
0: Thanks Ben. Come on. Wow. You guys are killing it tonight. What a time. That was awesome. Are we seeking God's real truth? That was a bit of a stinger for me. It kind of got me there. I was pretty impressed. (laughs) It hurt actually a little bit. It hurt just a little bit. Am I? I was sitting there. I was like, oh, dang. You shouldn't have said that. No, that was seriously so awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. That was really wise. Just really, really incredible. Come on. Well. Last message, last but absolutely not least, we have the incredible Joelle Childs sharing with us. Joelle is alongside her husband Isaac, run our youth. Um, on a Friday, on a Sunday, um, all throughout the week, really. It's not really just a two-day job. It's every single day. Um, but she is incredible. She is an incredible leader. She is an incredible friend. She has so much wisdom. Um, so I encourage you to press into this one because I'm sure she's probably going to blow you away, just like the other two. Um, but please stand to your feet um, and welcome Joelle as she comes to preach.
3: Thanks, Tyler. Thanks. Thanks guys. You can take your seats. How awesome is it to be at church amongst family? Such a privilege to be here every single week. I just can never take it for granted. It's awesome. How good is God? Yes. So good. Um, well, as those Two amazing gentlemen were speaking before. We are digging deeper into Proverbs this month. And I thought it very timely to honor two people who are in this room who exude what it is um, to lead out of the wisdom of God. And that is Pastor Brennan and Kathy Clancy. Um, I know for myself... <laughs> (laughs) They bring the wisdom of God, and um, for people, everyone in this church, they do that, but I certainly wouldn't be who I am, and I certainly wouldn't be here if it weren't for them and their wisdom, so love you guys, love you very much, but... Yeah, I'm just going to pray really quickly. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Thank you that you are here. Father, I pray that as I speak, um, they would be words straight from your heart. Lord, would we tune our hearts to hear you tonight. In Jesus' name, and we all said. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So Proverbs, for anyone who doesn't know, maybe you weren't here last week, but it is a book of the Bible. It's written by a guy named King Solomon. He was a very wise dude. In fact, he was the wisest man to walk this earth today. If you Google wisest man on earth, you will see not only King Solomon come up first, but you will see pages and pages of King Solomon and the wisdom that God gave him. So when we're talking about Proverbs, we're not just talking about a book in the library on the shelf of self-help. We're talking about a book that was written that literally has not been beat in terms of wisdom for life. It is a collection of the best wisdom that we can possibly carry to this day. So when we're talking about Proverbs, you can take it as a very legit um, um, source to get wisdom from, all right? So tonight I'm gonna talk about the three biggest lessons that I've learned from the book of Proverbs. um, Some of the biggest lessons since I've learned from the Word of God, really, in general. And I'm going to entitle this message, um, Laying a Foundation. So if you are taking notes by any chance, um, Laying a Foundation. So I want to start by quickly acknowledging we are all on different, um, we're all at different stages of our faith, right? You and I are at a completely different stage. The person sitting next to you at a different stage of faith, and that's awesome. But the book of Proverbs is for everyone. Um, The book of Proverbs says it itself. It's forgiving, prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. It says, let the wise listen and add to their learning. And it says, let the discerning get guidance. So young people, this message is for you tonight. Older people, this message is for you tonight. And everyone in between, this message is for you tonight because laying a good foundation is something we all need to do. So if you are taking notes, you can write layer one, fear God. We're going to talk a little bit about the fear of the Lord tonight and what that means. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The beginning, the first layer. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge. Everyone say foundation. Foundation. Awesome. So if we want wisdom and we want to know God... We need to learn how to fear the Lord. So what does it mean for me to fear God? It means for me to acknowledge his holiness. When Jesus was talking with the disciples, they asked Jesus, how should we pray? And he said this in Matthew 6, verse 9. It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed means holy. And the word holy means set apart. We have to acknowledge God before we bring our requests, before we talk to him. We need to acknowledge the holiness of God, we need to set him apart, set him above our circumstances, our relationships, everything that's going on in our life. We need to acknowledge his holiness and create that healthy, holy reverence to God. So when I pray, I start by telling God who he is, how mighty, how big, how in control he is. And I do this to remind myself of who he is. Who knows that God doesn't actually need to be reminded of who he is. I know there's a bit of an identity crisis going on in the world right now, but God is very confident in his identity. The Bible is very clear who he is. So I do this in my prayer time to remind myself of who he is. It helps me shift my perspective off of my issues, and my small problems, to my Lord and my Savior, um, to, to all he can do and all he's already done. So when you want to learn to fear the Lord, you need to acknowledge his holiness, his bigness, his power. So here in Australia, as a new resident, I have learned what a healthy fear of the ocean is. Um, I watch surfers go when I'm at the beach, I watch them, they observe the waters, right? They don't go in straight away, they need to see where the dangers are, they need to see the safest place to surf, they need to be careful. and, but who knows if a surfer just decided one day that the ocean had no power, they would ju- that would just lead to their destruction, right? You can't just just because I've decided that the ocean isn't sa- is safe now doesn't mean it's going to change its characteristics, right? It's so the same with us in God. If we've just decided that He's not powerful or that He has no power or that He we shouldn't fear Him, that doesn't change who God is. That just eventually leads us down to our own destruction because He is holy and it- He. Is to be regarded as such. So that's the first layer is the fear of the Lord. If you're taking notes, layer two is seek. God, Proverbs 4, verse 4 says this, Then he taught me, and he said to me, Take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands, and you will live. Get get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. This is my favorite line ever. The beginning of wisdom is this, Get wisdom though it costs all you have, get understanding. So the word seek, we're talking about seeking God. So the word seek is to go to, go get, or search for, and find someone or something. So if we're being called to seek something, that's an active word, right? We can't sit on our bed and watch Netflix and be seeking God, right? We can't take that extra hour of sleeping in in the morning and be seeking God at the same time, right? Seeking is an active word. So how do I actively seek the wisdom of God, I have to get in the right place. I need to establish myself in the house of God. I need to be spending time in the Word. I need to be active in my praise, in my worship, and in my prayer to God. The call to seek is not a lazy, we can't do it in laziness. We can't do it at the time that we think is best in our little self-care routine. That's not how it works. God is to be actively pursued often and regularly, and God says if you seek, you'll gain wisdom and he also says let the wise become wiser which means that there's actually no finish line to seeking God till the day I die I will need to be seeking the wisdom of God there's no person in this room who is finished seeking the wisdom of God so the more we seek from the word the more God reveals to us. And I know that so often we're being really bombarded, especially in this day and age. Everyone is being so bombarded, like especially online with opinions that are trying to disguise themselves as truth or wisdom. But can I encourage you, that's not where you'll find it. We end up we end up Googling our problems, like wiki-howing them or going to the library and trying to pick out the book that best relates to our problem. We go on social media, on Instagram, hoping that our favorite influence influencers made a post about your my issue or hoping that they're doing a QA and a and they can answer my question, they can save my life. Instead of just going straight to my table, our, our bedside table, and opening the book and reading, flipping to Proverbs, the clear, clear, crystal clear instruction and wisdom that we can apply today. We can start practicing it today it says, verse seven, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. It sounds so simple. It almost sounds dumb. Like, okay, I get you. Like, cool. But obviously that line is in there for a reason. We need to take hold. We need to grab that wisdom that we're offered and though it may cost everything it says. I want to encourage people here tonight that there is a cost to getting wisdom, but the reward is so much greater. Jesus says this really, really famous line in um, Matthew 16, 26, and he says, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Seeking the world, seeking through the world, results in forfeiting our soul, our very lives, but seeking wisdom from the word of God brings an eternal reward. So that's seek God. Um, layer number three is trust God, as Jake so beautifully talked about them, trusting God. Um, I'm going to read from Proverbs 29:25. And it says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. When I was a little girl, I went on a camping trip and um, I was probably about five years old and my dad and I got up early. We were going to make breakfast while my mom and my sister slept in. And um, as my dad was cooking, I wasn't far off from him. But I remember like out of the side of my eyes, I spotted a bear and it was like walking down by where we were camping and before I could even utter the words, dad, there's a bear I had to, I like slowly backed up to my dad and I just remember reaching my arm up and I grabbed his hand and in that moment as I held it I instantly knew I was safe I knew though there was like a legitimate threat yes bears are dangerous there was a threat to my safety I knew my loving father had me safely in his arms had I run to people like strangers who had other people to protect I probably wouldn't have been very safe had I run to find a computer and Google searched what's the best thing to do when you see a bear when you're camping I'd get thousands of different opinions on what I should Do, and then I probably wouldn't find the truth, right? The same is us with God. Hey, so many times we run to others, we run to strangers, we run to socials, we run to the internet, to libraries, we pay money for courses, and sometimes the answer is in the Word of God, in the book that's right in front of us. The best resource we have is in the Word of God. We need to stop fearing what or who is in front of us when we feel like it's an immediate threat, and we just need to trust in who is protecting us. So I want to encourage you and ask a question to us all: Is who are we or what are we putting our trust in today? And not just one aspect of your life. Sometimes I can go, "Oh, I'm, I really trust God with with my finances," but then you don't really trust Him with your relationships, or oh. I do trust God with my relationships, but I don't really want him to talk to me about my money or I don't want him to talk to me about this belief. But the truth is, the Bible says we need to put our full trust in him and we will be kept safe when we fully trust in him. We have safety beyond what this world will give us. And so tonight I pray that these um, three layers can be um, incorporated into your relationship with God, because when we fear God, and when we seek God, and when we trust God, his word says that we get a lot of things, but we get wisdom, we get life, and we get safety. And so I'm just going to pray for us all really quickly. You can reach out your hands if you want to to God, whatever you feel comfortable, but Lord, I thank you you for your word. I thank you for your wisdom. Holy Spirit, would you illuminate to us the wisdom that you're trying um, to speak to us tonight? Father, as we go and as we read Proverbs, Lord, would you reveal to us what you want? Would we hear your voice and see what you're doing in Jesus' name? Amen. And tonight, you know, I've talked a lot about these three layers of a relationship with God. And the reason that I'm so adamant about this thing called a relationship with God is because I don't know, I don't necessarily know you as a person. I don't necessarily know every single thing that you're going through right now. But two things that I can say with absolute security is that one, you were created by God. And two, you were created for a relationship with Him. The Bible is so clear. says that he, um, that God brought Jesus down to earth and that if we have faith in what he did when he died on the cross and rose from the dead and we have faith in that, in what he did for us, we can receive salvation. We can receive eternal life in God. We were created to have that relationship with him. And it says that, um, Jesus says that he's come to give us life and life to the full and overflowing. So on the other side of saying yes to Jesus, is life to the fullest I know some people here have been searching and searching for through different through different ways maybe it is through books maybe it is through social media maybe it is online maybe it is through other people you've been trying to put your trust in all these different things but God's just saying hey it's in me come trust in me And so um, I just believe that there's three different types of people here tonight. One, um, you might have never, ever said yes to a relationship with God. Maybe you've never really heard of this Jesus guy, this God guy. And you're like, who is this? And I don't really get it. But there's something on the inside of you that's going, I need that. I need that life. I need that security. I need that. I need to trust in someone who won't let me down. Can I encourage you tonight that you can make that decision here? Um, The second type of person here tonight, you might have had a relationship with God, but, um, Maybe something happened along the way and just pulled you out maybe you didn't even mean to um, maybe you didn't even mean to leave that relationship but things got in the way or maybe you got hurt um, and just haven't come back but tonight you want to draw the line in the sand and step over it and you know that there's a new dawn um, and there's a new um, life coming to you if you make that decision the third type of person I want to speak to here is maybe um, you do believe in God but If you were to die tonight, um, you wouldn't know if you actually were going to heaven or hell. You know, the Bible says that both of those places are very, very real. But the Bible also says that we can be sure in where we're going. We can can know if we're going to heaven or not in our security and our relationship with God. So in a moment, I'm going to get us all to close our eyes. And if you're one of those people... Um, and you feel in your heart you want to come to Jesus, just in your seat, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'll acknowledge that I've seen it, and um, all together as a church, we'll say a prayer inviting Jesus into our lives. Can I just encourage you, friend, that this isn't just a, a big decision. This is the biggest decision that you can make. I've made a lot of great decisions. I moved to a pretty cool country. I married a pretty awesome guy. Those are huge decisions, but it doesn't even compare to me deciding to make have a relationship with Jesus. It's changed my life currently, and it'll change my eternity when that day comes. And so, um, yeah, if everyone can just close your eyes. <laughs> If you are any one of those three types of people tonight, you've never had a relationship with God, you have had a relationship with God, but something happened and you just want to come back to God. You want that assurance, um, or you want that assurance of um, going to heaven um, when you die. I just want to invite any of those people now to just um, lift your hand while everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Is there anyone here tonight? God loves you so much. He's so proud of you. On the other side of this decision is such a great life ahead. He's so good. I'm just going to take 10 more seconds just to look around the room. If there's anyone here, if you feel a little bit extra, your heart's beating a little bit more. You just feel like this is the decision that you need to make tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's so good. We can um, open our eyes. Thank you guys so much for having us all up here at Emerge. And um, I'm going to pass it back to Sam.